All right, welcome back to Bread Did You Hear podcast, episode number 22. Yeah, this is Joel and Pat. We had uh, our guest, Alan, on from the episode uh, Small Town Big Heart. Very critically acclaimed, you know, we got pre- pretty po- popular, you know. One of our hits, you know, so we appreciate y'all. So this, hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast. But before that, we, we got some special you know. friends. Right, Joel? Special friends are Instacart. Helping us out for all you lazy people like me who don't like leaving the house. And a scared-ass motherfucker like me. <sighs> yep, the pandemic is real, blood. I don't know <laughs> if you have to pay attention. It is out here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, our friends at Instacart helping us out. They, uh, If you click on the link below through the description um, and you download through them or through the link, it'll help us out. You know, We're trying to become professional podcasters out here. And if you, guys, you don't want to see, bruh, did you hear make it? We need your support. We need it. So anyone who's down with the Instacart thing, any order above $35, you get free shipping. Again, that's and any. It's free. And, and it's, it's free. free. You just got to click on it. It is not hard to get $35 worth of groceries. And you get it delivered for free if you click on our link. Bruh, did you hear? That's a great deal. <laughs> man, man, what are you guys doing? Go ahead and click that link right now, okay? Well, yeah, go ahead. This is episode 22. Bruh. Did you hear? Pretty epic, man. That was pretty epic. <laughs> Luca, uh, cool hand, Luca, Luca the Don. Like, what are they fucking calling him? Like, oh, dude, dude, a young legend, bro. That was, I was, inc- what an incredible game. Yeah, like everything that's going into it, bro. Like, what he dropped. Oh, I need to pull up his stats. It's a uh, he, bro. Her ankle, ha- his 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 uh, his Robin. Fucking sits out with a sore knee. <laughs> sore knee, bro. It's the playoffs. <laughs> he had 43. He had, God, what the fuck? Uh, 43, 17, and 13. Bro, that's, that was on a hurt ankle. They were down by 21 at one point. I mean, that was a that was a performance, bro. Bro, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, the second quarter when they were down by, like, time, I'm like, dude, this is it. Like, is they going to go down 3-1? They're not going to fucking come back. Like, it's. A, I mean, at least they play the Clippers, so then they have something to take away from it. But now it's like a series now, and I feel like, bro. All right, Pat. I have to hit you with a little bit of reality. Okay, hit me with the reality. If I'm not mistaken, you said the one thing, the one thing you don't like about Luca was that he was overly confident in his ability. I mean, do you still feel the same way? I mean, he, I feel like he proved that his ability, he he earned the confidence in that. Well, he did, but like you have to watch it from like all his other games. He makes he does make some boneheaded plays where like he but just trusts it way too much. To, you have to eat those. Yeah, those, like like they do. The dude said he airballed three of those threes. Didn't hurt his confidence whatsoever on a step back for the win. Yeah, bro. Okay, I want, I want to get on. Um, we'll talk about more Luca when Alan comes on, our, our guest, for later nice. on this podcast. But uh, I'm, I'm going to call another player out. You know, like, 
Bro. Oh god. I'm gonna call a player out and I'm not I'm gonna it's go. It's gonna be an easy one. Go ahead, Pat. Bro, okay. Hold on, let me find this. His stat line. <laughs> Bro, okay, so game one, the guy shoots three for fourteen. Second game shoots three for sixteen. I know who you're talking about. Third game, four for seventeen. And today I know who you're talking about. Today he shot three for fourteen with nine points. Are you talking about playoff P? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Paul George is um, is really letting Kawhi down. He's really making Kawhi think like, damn, Toronto, Canada, Canada not even that bad, bro. <laughs> bro like, Dude, you know what they were offering Kawhi to stay in Canada? They were offering free home, uh, free meals. They offered him the most, and here he comes to L.A. with playoff P. <laughs> bro, and look, I'm looking at the stats right now. Freaking Lou Williams had 36 points, and I don't know if that's off the bench because he played 34 minutes, but, bro. Off the bench. Yeah. like, And then, like, bro. even Chuck said on TNT, he's like, dude, I don't know why they call him playoff beat. Like, that's like calling me a championship Chuck. Like, I know. <laughs> I know. That was actually a really good one. Uh, playoff beat. Because <sighs> he has, like, a mode. That's playoff P, but it doesn't always like it doesn't always it doesn't always switch over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't like you you flip it and it doesn't like it's stuck in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it flickers and it doesn't turn. Yeah, off. it just flickers and it turns back off. <laughs> yeah, I was every time I was watching Friday's game, today's game, bro. Like it just seems like I don't know what's up. Like his game's just he's timid or oh I don't know I don't know what's up with him, man. You know what's got to be confusing? Let's be honest. Being the second guy to Kawhi, Kawhi hasn't said a word all season. Like you don't even know, you don't even know where your leader's heads at. And you're just behind him, like yeah, we doing whatever he says. Well, he hasn't said shit. I know. Just follow his lead, baby. <laughs> like Kawhi shows up every fucking game and then like pay, playoff. Or I'm not even calling playoff P anymore. Paul, Paul George Paul, I'm isn't. Paul. He, he isn't. He isn't the rah rah guy. Kawhi needs a rah-rah guy aside of him to be his Robin. You know yeah. who he needs? Like a, a Russell Westbrook. Someone who's like like ready to go at all times. And he had, he to- had that in um, Kyle Lowry, right? Yeah, a little bit for sure. And yeah. then he was trying to get it in Siakam. You know what I mean? Bro, he might regret this decision, player. <laughs> There's a reason. There's only one real team in L.A., player. Oh, man. <laughs> Matter well, of fact, long, long story short, I just want to say like it's a series. We're gonna we're we're, we're, we're gonna save it for later with Allen, but yeah, it's a series, yeah. man. Yeah. Um. How was your week, Pat? How how's you been? Uh, like, uh yeah. this extreme high. <laughs> uh, it's been good. Uh, school started on Wednesday for me. Um, with the whole Zoom thing. It's different. It's hard. I was watching freaking the Mavs game at the same time. I had the Zoom call. Like I eventually pulled it up onto my monitor, had the Zoom call, and then I had the fucking I had the, the game on there. But what else did you have up, Pat? I saw you had another screen on that. <laughs> I, I had, saw you, Pat. Don't try to play it off cool. I had caught on the side too. <laughs> you had three screens going. That's twenty twenty, baby. <laughs> it's just I don't like like I was telling uh, one of my coworkers. I don't know how these young children are doing it with the Zoom because even for me and even. Even people in the class, you can tell, like, I think the instructor said it at one point in the class, he's all, you don't have to have your, your camera on, but I do, I do, uh, thank you for being attentive, but, so you seem like a bunch of fucking screens turn off and shit, like, but he, he ends up calling on people, so, like, you, it was a three-hour class, and I had to sit through the whole thing, and I was like, fuck, man. But I don't know how these kids are doing, like, from eight to two, or eight to three, like, bro, that's a long fucking what day. Is, 
your first day of school. I'm talking about kindergarten, first day. You don't know how to use a computer. You don't know how to type. You don't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of look at this computer like, um, okay. but I mean, I guess if any kids were ready for this situation, it's these ones, right? I mean, these are the ones that were raised with the iPads and all that stuff. Yeah. So. No, seriously, everything like someone's saying like, or it's just a generation where you give a baby like a, a tablet and they'll learn it like on the go just from looking at the parents or seeing some, like a monkey see monkey do type of right. thing. Right. Repetition and stuff too. Just learning on their own. It's crazy. Yeah. How was your week, Joel? Um, <laughs> Our best friend from Vegas, freaking Izzy, came back to try to murder me. <laughs> Mission unaccomplished. He came back trying to murder me again, dude. I, I don't know what's it with that guy, dude. A bottle a night, bro. What are we doing? What are we trying to prove? A bottle of <laughs> damn, man. A bottle a night of tequila, bro. He every night he wanted a bottle. He was here for three nights, and yeah. again I had to detox as he left. <laughs> <laughs> but I always love when he visits, you know. <laughs> yeah, I saw like on your story, um, on your guys' story, uh, that was that like Jordan? What was it? Jordan's tequila? Yeah, um, I'm gonna get it wrong. He's gonna get mad at me, but it's like Jordan, Genie Bus, the the Milwaukee owner, and a few other owners are all in this tequila. Oh wow! And uh, the bottle exactly has 23 cuts in it by Jor- by Jordan's request. The bottle looks so nice, bro. I, I can't even remember. It's like I'm gonna say it wrong. It's like, it's C-I-N-O-R-O. Okay. Denoro, Cinco-ro. Your guess is good as mine, like you told me. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I probably even spelled it wrong. But no, it was actually pretty good. But yeah, we tried that the first night. He brought that over. I'm not going to say we tried it. We finished the whole bottle. I mean... I mean, I'm not proud of it, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, wait, so is, are you one of those people that um, that keeps, like, the bottles if they look, it's a badass bottle? Do you, do you keep after it's empty or no? I keep bottles with importance, like, memory-wise. That's cool, man. Yeah. Like, Izzy brought that bottle. It is a dope bottle. I'm keeping that bottle. Um, uh, Somebody gifted us a really, actually, not somebody, my cousin and her husband gifted us a really nice bottle of a. Uh, Johnny Walker blue, like that super expensive one. Oh, I love like, that. That like yeah. use my brother's sip on that stuff. Yeah. yeah it's smooth, I, uh, really smooth. Super smooth. Like you can sip on that on the rocks, like just chilling. Yeah. Um, it took me a lot of it took me a good while to finish that one. But once I finished, I kept that bottle too as like yeah. remembrance. Just stuff like that. But uh usually when I do that, it ends up becoming too much. So I have to end up throwing <laughs> some away. But you know, I've, I have a couple of top of our fridge right now. There you go. Oh man, yeah. Um, this week's been like good with the weightlifting thing for me too. Um, yeah, everything's it's just been good. I think uh, you're supposed to come with a new program this week, but yeah, this program just made me so sore, bro. Like my, I gotta like stretch like later after I'm done with this because it, the whole weightlifting it makes your hips really tight and your shoulders tight because you're catching mm-hmm. the weight and you're in a really awkward position. But um, no, I I was usually I, I film myself, you know, I put it on the Instagram and I also put it on the Facebook, but. For Facebook, like I, that's when I usually like critique. They do critiques like, "Oh, you should have caught it right here. Oh, you should have had, you should have pulled it off faster from the ground." But um, I, I would usually when I put these videos up, I would tell the dude Jared, and I'm like, "Hey, man, like I'm I'm catching it wrong. I feel like I'm catching it wrong, and then I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and then he hits me back with a couple comments like, "You caught it here good. You caught it here good. This was really good." And he's like, dude, like you're really hard on yourself. Like you just need, like, dude, you're doing, you're, you're, you're progressing the list. You're hitting PR, and and the the weightlifting world that p- people don't know, PRs are are called personal records. So, so you're hitting PRs. Like you, 
you don't need to be hard on yourself. And I was like, damn, like, and I was telling Joe before he jumped on, like, he's always, Joe, Joe was like, yeah, Pat, I could have told you that. But I was like, for, for some reason, I needed another person that doesn't know me. I, I don't, I've never met him in person, but he just sensed that online. And he's like, dude, you're really hard on yourself. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just, I know I've always been hard on myself. And then for someone to sense that who doesn't know me, I was like, oh shit, like, maybe I need to fucking, I don't know. Maybe I need to like chill off on myself a little bit and I'm doing the best I can. And I don't know. Why do you think it is you're so hard on yourself? Like, what do you think that comes from? Because I, like I said, I could have told you that. You didn't have to get a trainer. I could have just told you that. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> what do you think? Like, where do you think that comes from? Honestly, I feel like uh, it comes from my household. Household? Yeah, so I, I feel like it comes a lot from my mom because I know, like, when I was, like, little or, like, when I would do something, my mom would be like, oh, you know, maybe next time. Or, like, sometimes she'll give you a little jab, like, oh, he did it better than you, like... And I was like, fuck, man, I'm never, I'd never feel enough. So I feel like I'm constantly, like, trying to get better. So, like, I have this idea in head, like, if I don't reach this goal, then I don't amount to anything or I don't, like, I don't feel. So that's why that, that's I'm like, okay, damn, like, for him, like, sense that, like, boom, like, even just a month into, like, working together, like, he just sensed that. He's like, dude, you're really hard on yourself. I'm like, oh, shit, like. I mean, there's, like, a positive and a negative to that. Like, I feel like being hard on yourself is kind of a good thing. Like there, there is benefits to it, but there is a line where you, you are officially like trashing yourself and that's not good either. Yeah. You know, but finding that balance, I don't, I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone knows, go ahead and text me how to do it. Cause I don't know how to do it either. <laughs> like, I don't know. What it, uh, like it's, I think it's just because you feel like you're always constantly chasing something. And I think it's like the process we're saying, like, I don't want to throat gang it basically. <laughs> like I want to, like we all like Joel with this podcast, we have a goal in mind. Like we want to, we have a goal for it, but like we need to take this time in between to like actually enjoy like where we're at. For me, it's right. like weightlifting. I have a goal in mind that I want to like do, but I have to like realize like it's going to take baby steps to get to that part. Yeah, um, that's the process. Yeah. Like uh fuck man. There's this. Yeah, man. I had this fucking quote and I was like, damn, like, it's, it's kind of like you have to, like, it's hard to be hard on yourself and it's hard to, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard, hard to, to enjoy the wins. It's hard to, for me, it's like, I don't ever want to get too comfortable. Yeah. I've already talked about it. Every time I got comfortable, I had to realize like, fuck, I got to get going again. Like, and it's hard to get that momentum going. But if you keep the momentum going, I feel like it's a lot easier to keep striving. But at the same time, and then you, you lose sight on enjoying any of the small wins. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's complicated, bro. I don't really know how to do it, dog. <laughs> it really is because I'm like, I don't know. You, you want to celebrate them, but then at the same time, you're like, oh, I don't like it. I'm not where I want to be. I, like my wife told me that, that I, I don't know how to, I don't know, enjoy a, a win, basically. Yeah. I, I, I've tried to say it on the podcast. I've tried to say it on the podcast, but the last time I said it, I was too intoxicated and I said it wrong. <laughs> but I, what I meant to say the first time is that, let me see if I say it right. <clears throat> it's complicated. Hold on, guys. <clears throat> Give me a second to think about it. I hate to lose more than I love to win. I think I said that the opposite with the last time I tried to say it. Like, I like to win. It, I enjoy it, but I, I truly hate losing. Like, the the anger I get from losing is worse for me than the, the little bit of joy I get from winning. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's almost like I expect myself to win. So yeah, it's like, so when so when when you don't get that that uh that achievement of winning, it's just it's like, like okay fuck. It's man. a complete complete failure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so, there's there's always hindsight and all that. Like uh I don't know, is it is there like a time where you felt like you were hard on yourself? 
And then, like, how, like, what did it take for you to snap out of it? Like, is it just constant work? Or, like, you feel like you never... Well, you never really, like, oh, I, I snapped out of it? Like, it's just... Yeah, you never snapped you, out of it. You constantly never. just have to remind yourself, huh? I have to remind myself, like, I'm, like you're blessed like you're in a good situation you know what i mean like you're you're not you could be worse off but you know it's at the same time it's like i could be doing better yeah <laughs> could be doing better you want to be better like that whole mamba mentality like do better you want to be better so you never get comfortable but then how do you celebrate the win or the how do you celebrate the progress do you not you just keep grinding you just put your head down and just keep moving the, the the one that I saw is a and I, I saw it from like multiple like it's from Gary Vaynerchuk and then the book that I'm I'm still listening to from Kevin Hart. Um, they're saying like basically whether it's positive or negative, like who gives a fuck? Just keep moving. Hold on, Pat. I just want you, I just want to notice something real quick. I love you, dude. Do you see how you 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 were hard on yourself right now? <laughs> you, you were literally just hard on yourself right now. You were just like, oh, I'm still listening to the Kevin Hart book. Like Pat, who cares? Yeah, you have a lot of shit going on, dude. If you're still listening to a book, I'm not listening to it. You're better off than I am. <laughs> like, bro, but did you see that? How you were hard on yourself? Yeah, I did not. Fuck, man. Like, no, you, literally see, jabbed, but... you literally jabbed yourself in the middle of your own rant. <laughs> like, dude, like, <laughs> like it, it's, I think it's almost like conditioned in my mind. And that's why I feel like it's just like it, it doesn't seem to myself like it's nothing. But then like to, that's why it's weird when someone else can notice it right at the bat. You want me to call it out every time? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> every time I'm going to stop the podcast and tell you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, dude. But I mean, everyone does it. You know, Not everyone, but a lot of people do that. They they kind of like beat themselves up to like not sound overconfident or to like, I mean, maybe that's truly how they feel or they don't want to make somebody else feel bad. Like. Who else is listening to the Kevin Hart book? Did you guys finish it already? Is that like it's not that's not a humble brag, right? Like you're like doing something. Not a humble. It's not a brag. It's not you, you're. I'm just fucking myself fuck? up. You're reading a book. Okay, you're listening to a book, whatever you yeah. want to call it. But it's like you had to put it out there that like, oh, I'm still listening to it, guys. But it's just like no, like you're still listening to it, Pat. Like just continue the sentence, like yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. it's just in that book, and then even Gary Vaynerchuk said, like, celebrating the victories is more of, like, if, if, it's a, if it's a fucking positive thing for someone else. It's a positive compliment, and then if it's a negative negative one, it doesn't matter. Just keep fucking going, like. Yeah, I mean, that's the best advice. Just keep grinding, I mean. And then, it, I mean, you're always not supposed to, what, take too much into other people's opinions, right? I yeah. Mean, isn't that the goal? The goal is to just make yourself happy and the people around you and not worry about what everyone else is saying or thinking about you. Yeah. No, it definitely is. Like, I, like even with the bodybuilding thing and then even with this podcast, you like, I do I do care about what people think. Like, oh, I, I, I hope it's good. But then, like, you know, at the same time, like, I still want to, I just still keep doing my thing. Like, bro, every time I, every time we look at the viewers and the, and the downloaders and stuff, and I'm just like, oh, shit, who are these people? <laughs> like, who are they? <laughs> listening to the dumb stuff i'm saying and i hope they enjoy it though <laughs> yeah like i okay to this day i think what was it episode 22 this is episode 22 yeah bro, i still want to if the person from france can you please step forward and message <laughs> us and let us know who you are like we want to thank you like what if this guy just has like or he or she whatever has like uh uh what do you call it when you have like a fake text number like you get a number from somewhere else yeah maybe they just have maybe they were like in the military at one point and we were stationed somewhere out there and got a phone, and now they're out here in California somewhere, but have a, I don't know, bro, because 
I want to know too. <laughs> yeah, I want to know. I want to know who this person is. But yeah, like it's yeah, like I said, it's just, we you continue like with the bodybuilding thing. It just sucks because like for me, I think I was always been hard on myself, and I think that's where it transferred over to me. Um, I'm always I feel like I'm always under a under a, um, a microscope because I never like. Microscope. Like my, my, because I felt like I was, if I was never in competition shape, like then I, I'm like, I'm, I want to say I'm not nobody, but like, I feel like my peak when I'm at, at my competition shape. So if I'm not in my competition shape, I'm just like a, like a, a whatever. You're a civilian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I have a short story before, like, a, I think that's where like it uh, kind of resonated with me. It's like, a, this is like my early twenties and this is like when I was about to jump into the bodybuilding game. Remember we were going on the beach, and I think now it goes back to, like, why I think it's my mom, because, like, all these compliments, but I remember I was going on the beach, it was hot, I wanted to take my shirt off, so I took my shirt off, and like I told Joel, you know, I don't, goddamn bless me with the best skin, I, I got, I have, like, little breakouts from my chest and, like, uh, my shoulders sometimes, it just depends, like, on the weather and stuff, uh-huh. and I take off my shirt, and my mom's, like, in, in a, you know, in our native uh, language, uh, Tagalog, she's just, like, so what like you act like you have a good body or something like like put your shirt back on and i was like and then like that that always stuck with me like that that always stuck with me i was like you know what like bro i'm i I didn't say this to her but that stuck in my head i'm like you know what like i'm gonna do a bodybuilding show and like fuck it like i'm just gonna overcome this shit you know it's crazy how much that shit hurts, huh? Yeah, and, and, and I don't know, you know, like, uh, it's just like, it's, I get it, like, my mom, I don't know where it comes from from my mom's side, but, like, when that, when she said that to me, I'm like, damn, like, She wasn't okay. joking, though? No, she was here, because, like, uh, like I had a, I had a pretty br- bad break, and I was trying to tan it, so, like, it wasn't as bad, uh-huh. and then my mom just said, it's like, oh, like, you act like you're, you're, like, you have, like, fucking, like, you have a breakout, like, right here, like, you don't have the best body and stuff, and I was like, like, really? Like, I just looked at her, and I'm like, you know what, like. Are you sure it didn't translate to you don't have the clear skin? No, like I, uh, like I, I got the gist of it. Like I don't understand her some words, but oh, she did Pat, say that to what me. What if this whole time it was like you don't have the clear skin of taking your shirt off, and this whole time it was like body, and then you just fucking became a bodybuilder because of. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I clearly remember that day, and I was like, damn, like she really said, like I don't like have a good looking because of the like the the break like the little breakouts in my chest. I'm like, fuck. I was like, you know what? Like I'm gonna get myself in a good condition. And that's why to this day I like I try not to drink as much. I also try not to like eat like crazy food because it does like affect my skin and a lot. So that's why I try to I, I try to like I try to keep a a, a clean regimen for the most part. Mm, I saw if I'm not mistaken. No, don't. It's gonna be someone else's story. <laughs> I remember seeing a large pizza in your seatbelt in your driver's. I mean, in your passenger seat. Or am I mistaken? Or am I mistaken? Okay, so so I do, I do, I, that was me, that was me, I'm sorry, I apologize. Yeah, I thought I apologize. so, I thought so. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a hypocrite, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, for me, like, I, um, to me, what feels healthy for me is if I eat five days out of the week, like, clean, where I'm not eating too much processed foods, and then I have one day where I can just, like, enjoy something, that's where I feel like I'm at my healthiest. Because at, at some certain point oh, when I was bodybuilding, I felt like I needed to eat six days out of the week, just clean food, like, and it's it's not healthy on the mind, and it's not healthy on your body if you're not competing, man. And it's really a uh, I don't know. It's it's really dangerous when you get yourself into that mindset. So that's why I feel like one day out of the week you get to just enjoy yourself, man. I feel that. I know people used to always tell me when you were like, remember when you were like posting all the munchies, like all oh, your ice creams and all this stuff. 
everyone's like how the fuck does pat eat all that shit and look like that i'm like i don't know dude i ask him i don't fucking know bro all these look like look at me i don't know <laughs> it's it's a you, you get a you get a, a feel for your body eventually but it's because when i was <laughs> joel just flexing on us right now the laker nation and the mav nation like oh, 16.5 that we're both in our team's jerseys yeah, and and then before we bring our boy Allen, I'm like he's in his Miami shirt too, so it's like it's gonna be dope. We're NBA playoff ready. But we gotta we gotta have something where we hold everything up and like I'll, I'll take a, I'll hold up the, the the screenshot of it. Okay, I'm down with that. Yeah, but not, when I was thinking about that pizza thing, I remember I think it was like uh, was it the episode with Omar? Mm, At the what? end of the episode, you're just like, oh, we got like if you got local, if you support, like, dude, just fucking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. My, my mom, like, she wanted some pizza at pizza. I'm like, nah, like we can't support a corporate right now. I'm like, and that's I went to Bravo's Pizza in San Marie, and they had some really good deep dish pizza for people that haven't tried it. And, and I had the the tri tip pizza with barbecue sauce. Like, Ooh, sounds good. Yeah, man. So like I said, I'm trying to support. It. And then my brother today, he uh, the, there's a Guadalupe Cafe. They have some really good uh, barbecue uh, tri-tip sandwiches and uh, a little barbecue place. So we got some from there. Yeah, we, we went to uh, when Izzy was in town. We went to Zoe's twice. Oh damn! Yeah, he loves it. He'll do a game changer. Hold on, I don't know if you've ever done this. Maybe I'm like new to the game, but he, you know, the uh, I we usually get the barbecue uh, Zoe's barbecue special plate. It comes with like a couple of different meats. Yeah, and one fish substitute the fish for fried fried shrimp Ooh, pat i promise you i promise you that and then substitute the white rice for fried rice Ooh. it costs more money but it's worth it i promise i'm an advocate if it costs more and it tastes good i don't give a fuck I'll i don't fucking care pay. either i don't yeah. care either. i was like i don't want white rice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fried rice. and then it was izzy who came up with who told me he's like oh i always substitute the fish for the fries, bro. We went again the next day. That's how good that shit was. Um, is, some, is that something like Izzy can't get out in Vegas? Is there's no substitute for it? Like he said, that, he said it's similar, but it's just not quite as good. So he, yeah. he loved that we went there, and he loved the fact that I wasn't scared to go there twice. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Because you know, some people are like, well, we had that yesterday to get something else. Me, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. That shit was fire. Let's get it again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's funny that you said that, how Izzy said that, too. He was like, oh, like, you know, like, oh, we do have something like that, but it, not, it doesn't touch, like, what we had back at home. Because mm-hmm. when I posted that pizza, um, one of my homies, uh, he moved to Indiana to, like, go to be with this lifting coach. And I posted that that, uh, that pizza, and he's like, so, dude, I miss fucking Cali pizza so bad. Like, we don't have anything here in Indiana. I was like, what? Like, really? And he's like, he's like so, dude, we don't have anything in Indiana. I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, I have, like, one or two places that remind me of, like, Klondike's or something, but there's nothing, like, great out here. I was like, it was, and that goes back to the Tommy thing. Tommy said, like, dude, like, we don't, like, the Mexican food thing. But that makes sense, though. The pizza one's like, what the fuck? You haven't figured out pizza? <laughs> <laughs> the most, like, favorite food, like, I feel like, a, like right? for a lot of people. Right, like pizza's like a go-to party. Like I don't want to cook. Like there's a lot of situations where you get pizza. Pizza party, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You don't get a burger party. You don't get a right hot dog party. No one does that. (laughs) What about a taco party? Taco party? Taco party different. Taco truck party is way different. Yeah, it's a lot more expensive than a pizza party. Yeah, well, I mean, before we bring our guests on too, like I remember um, early in the week too, there was this random dude that added me on Facebook. And he uh, he messaged me and, and like I don't know. Long story short, like he was bullshitting with me and stuff. And he's like, "Oh, like are you a personal trainer?" I'm like, 
I'm like, oh, no, I've thought about it many times, um, but I, I, I'm thinking about doing it eventually. And he's like, oh, he's like, I, you, I, you can sign me up for being a client if, if you ever do get into it. I'm like, oh, shit. But I, I was weird. I was random out of the blue because I don't know this guy. Like, I think I just had a mutual friends, and he was just like, I was like, I was like oh, yeah, and I think he works for like, the police department or something. But, yeah, I, oh, okay. I, I kind of I creeped into his profile, and I was, I was like, who the fuck is this dude? Like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> like yeah, I would I would ask you for his full name right now. <laughs> That'd be yeah. fucked up. <laughs> I, I don't know who he is, and I, I have a bunch of I have a bunch of uh, mutual friends between them, okay. but I've never known him in my life. Okay. Huh. Um. Anything else you want to say before we bring on our guest? Um. Uh, no, man. Uh. I think I I got the look out of my sense. I'm kind of like chilled out now. I'm look look at everyone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like I had Tourette's or something. I won. Like, <laughs> he says it after everything. <laughs> All right, we'll bring our we'll bring our guests on right now. So, uh, our boy Alan, critically acclaimed. It was like uh, I'm one... gonna say his full name, dude. Are you serious, bro? <laughs> I'll, I'll blur I'll blur it out. I'll blur it out. Our boy, right. Alan, our, bro, our, boy <laughs> our boy Alan, uh, critically acclaimed. Like he had when we had him on the first time. It was a really popular episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people agreed. Like he had, he had a good episode, so here we go, our boy Alan. Yo, yo, what up, Whoa. Alan? What's good, everybody? Good, what's good? Chilling. Yep, so, chilling out here. Let's just get right down to it, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's go. How, down into the dirty. No, no foreplay or anything. School situation. Oh, how is this working? What's going on right now, bro? This is weird. Yeah, it is weird. So um, the way it's working right now is everybody's working uh, um, distance learning, whatever, online, whatever they want to call it. Um, so the little ones, uh, kindergarten to first grade, get iPads. Um, so they've been given iPads to work at home. And uh, the upper grades up until eighth grade are getting uh, Chromebooks, Chromebooks to work on. And so... Yeah, it's, it's just all online. They're making the teachers go back into the classroom just to be there physically. Yeah. Um, but I'm a student teacher still. Um, I'm allowed to work from home. Uh, so that's what I've been mostly doing. Um, you know, we've spent last week just getting them used to, you know, the routine, Zoom. You know, it's a lot of basic things you wouldn't think you need to teach. But when you really think about it as a, as a child, like... You know, you don't know anything about Zoom or, you know, how to click a link and how to enter a meeting. <laughs> this is how you mute your mic and this is how you stop oh, yeah. your video. Yeah. Yeah, no, really, especially because, like, they're, like, talking over each other, you know. So you got to be like, <laughs> oh, you know, like, my friends, I can't hear you if uh, everyone's talking at the same time, you know. Like, let's turn off the mics until it's your turn to talk and things like that. So we've been just doing, uh, doing that and a little bit of work to kind of see where they're at. Um just uh developmentally you know and then what levels they're all at so yeah it's been weird bro uh for sure weird experience what if you were the parents who like never gave your kid technology because you're like no not my kid my kid's gonna be like a kid kid and now he has ipad like what the fuck is this thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i mean imagine i don't know bro like so all the technology we said was bad for our kids. Now we're forcing like, oh, no, this is the only way you're going to learn now. That's mm-hmm. confusing. That's confusing. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, all these 
people that talk about like oh screen time for children mm -hmm. blah 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 and it's just like well now they're now they now they better do it or, or <laughs> yeah or, or you're gonna do bad in school Alan, so, what what from what time to what time are these kids um going on onto a tablet and um how much time are they spending on the tablet so they're spending from 8 30 in the morning is our morning zoom call until uh about 1 30. oh damn yeah they're expected to be on, and they're not on the whole time. Well, I guess they're on their iPad the whole time, but they're not on a Zoom call the whole time. Oh, so okay. We'll check in in the morning, you know, take attendance, which takes like 20 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's, oh. What do you mean check attendance? Everyone's home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, exactly. And so it's, it's kind of weird, you know, like checking attendance, like from a, yeah, from a Zoom call. And then, like, what's considered absent and, like, tardy, you know? Like, they're still wanting us to count tardy. My Wi-Fi like, not working. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong link. <laughs> you guys are only fans. I'm just fucking... <laughs> hey, quick, quick question. Where the fuck did Zoom come from? Like, real <sighs> shit, Skype and FaceTime were around. And then the pandemic hit, and it was only Zoom. What the where the fuck did Zoom come from? And it's like it's Chinese yeah. fucking uh from the Chinese programmers too. Oh my god, too, TikTok! So. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is too. Like that's what they're trying to get away from Zoom. But it's like, dude, Zoom does it way better than we. I, I wanted to do the the podcast on Skype, but dude, Zoom's got it nailed down to where it's so easy to like seamlessly put people in. <laughs> like this was Skype's shot to shine. Yeah, like during the pandemic, like Skype and FaceTime, this was their chance, and Zoom just said nope. I got it. <laughs> it's like they, they planned it on like, oh, we're going to like put this virus out and then this, then we're going to fucking lay this program out so everyone fucking uses it. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. TikTok, Zoom, all part of the pandemic. <laughs> oh, the pandemic. Ooh, the that, was, that was smooth. <laughs> all right. That's, That's deep conspiracy theory lingo. <laughs> <not> paying attention. <laughs> Alan, um, the last episode, we didn't, we were talking about the whole COVID thing, and we didn't get a chance to talk to it because we were like on one. We were definitely like, going from subject to subject. But before we brought you on, you had a poster on your wall about uh, the whole COVID because you did your research, so you yeah. had you had that um, on your wall. Um, you so can you explain us your your perception of COVID if that time, and then also now because uh, now that school's in session. Um. So yeah, I guess. Like at first it was just, I mean, since the beginning, there's been limited information. So that's why I always thought like people that are, that were like in the early beginning, like, oh, this is like how, you, this is what it's going to be. Like it's on surfaces, it's on this. And I was just kind of like, all right, it's getting a little too much, like not hype, but like it's overblown all of a sudden, you know, like it was, everyone was telling us it was bullshit. It was bullshit. It was bullshit. And then all of a sudden, like, bam, it comes here and it's just like now everyone's an expert so it's kind of like what the fuck like you just told us not to trip about it so <laughs> i went out and just uh did my own research um I, I do a lot of research and just kind of looking around at different sources and how china was being affected since they were hit earlier and kind of just looking at, at um more like reading epidemiologists you know people who actually study this because even medical doctors are like they don't study viruses you know so you even got to watch out what uh, what kind of advice, you know, that they give you sometimes. So for me, it was uh, just trying to figure out um, what exactly what we were dealing with and making sure that, like, keeping my family safe and myself safe because, you know, and 
compared to now, I'd say it's a lot of the stuff that I found out even then hasn't really changed much. Um, one of my sisters was telling me like, hey, research is pretty on point, um, you know, because I knew something from the jump, like we weren't going to have a vaccine for like, you know, a while, you know, till like 2021. 20, um, I was able to, you know, know how exactly how it spread. And so um, I was one of the first people that really started wearing masks around too, you know, indoors. Like I remember I, I go to, I was still going to Cal Poly and I'd wear a mask and like everyone was looking at me crazy. <laughs> like, like I had COVID or something, but you know, I even had students telling me like, oh, well, you don't trust us. And I'd be like, nope. Nah, like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like, nah, like this, that's the point of the mask. Like, hey. no, I no, I don't trust you. Like, did like, you get, te- you know, did you get tested? Like, you know, right. I don't know. And what, so what, just, what month uh, was this in, Alan? This was in March. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, because I, I didn't get into the masking until about April, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It was early March. And uh, so I was just like, oh, I got people to protect so and myself. So uh, I was kind of on it real early. And it has changed a little bit, you know, just because. And I knew it would change because we didn't know much about it. And we still really don't know much about it i think what i'm getting more used to it now just like the being wearing a mask and going places so you know it's not like i'm just like stuck at home 24 7 or anything i'm still what's you know what's been the change you said there was like a, a small change in what yeah you- so I, I think i've kind of accepted the the fact that like this is what it is at least for the time being especially being a teacher it's like i can sit here and complain about it you know about the situation because it's not ideal obviously for nobody and especially for like teachers and students like nobody likes this shit um but it is what it is at this point um and so either at this point like i can complain and bitch about it and like be a shitty teacher you know or i could try to like use what i got and like really try to give these kids the most out of it even though it is a bullshit situation what grade is it again you're dealing with? Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, um, I changed. So last year I had a fourth grade class, and now I'm in a first and second grade combo. So oh, what, do you, what do you think would have been easier in this in this COVID time, the fourth graders or, or the first and second graders? Um, I think the fourth graders maybe. Um, a little because, older, a little more mature? Yeah, a little bit older, a little less like this is how you push this, you know, right. this is how you do this, but <laughs> – But at the same time, like a lot of the fourth graders, you know, as they get older, they get way more shy. And so like they got their cameras off, you know, you don't know if they're engaged or not. Well, bro, fucking Pat's in uh, Hancock and he's still like turning his camera off. (laughs) Before you came on, we were talking about how most of his classmates, once the teacher said like, you don't have to have your camera on, but I appreciate it. Fucking black screen, black screen, (laughs) black screen. (laughs) Yeah, for real. That's for the little ones. Like, they want to be seen. They want to be heard at such a young age. So, like, it's no problem. They all got their screens on. <laughs> They're all trying to get your attention. See like, anyone picking their nose or anything? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. They're, they're, they're comedy, bro. Like, they're, like, playing with toys, like, putting it over their head. Like, <laughs> like messing around with the background, switching the back. One kid had a, had a background. Of, uh, it was a picture of himself as a background. <laughs> He was trying to play you. He was trying to leave the classroom, but be like, "Look, I'm still here, dog." <laughs> so it's, it's it's been interesting and uh, it's been funny with the little ones, uh, you know. And they just really crave that social interaction, um, and it, it kind of sucks. You can't. It's hard to do that over Zoom. 
Uh, it's, okay, it's, I mean, obviously, there's not a PE. There's nothing of that sort, right? That's um, gone. Yeah, well, I guess once a week, starting this week, uh, they're going to have PE with the PE teacher that they have here at uh, Mary Barron. I don't know how that's going to go. Fucking Zumba class. That's, that's just going to look like... <laughs> that's going to look like a YMCA cardio fucking aerobics class. <laughs> Bro, try to control a bunch of first graders for PE. Are you on Zoom? Um, yeah. Yeah, right, Bro. dude. That shit's... Yeah. So that shit's hard. Um, been hard right now, you know, trying to really... Because that's another thing, too, that, like, I'm on the call from 8... 30 to 1 30 and then we stay on a little extra to like three o'clock to see if anyone needs help and then from there i got a plan for the next day and for like the rest of the week so then it's like i'm still taking my own time still in the same spot like you know like in my room and then this little room that i got but um and putting more hours and for me i'm a student teacher so all this shit goes unpaid so damn um so it's kind of sucks. And, and that's why I was upset when they were trying to force us to go back. I was just like, I don't even get a sick leave. What if I get sick? Like, <laughs> when, when did they decide that it was going to be all online? Uh, when all- Gavin Newsom uh, gave the order to shut down the schools, that's when they were. Because at first they were trying to make everyone go back. Um, I'm not sure why they came to that decision, but, <laughs> but they did. And then uh, Gavin said no. And then they, they started planning for this. And the way they have it planned so far is they planned it for the first nine weeks to be completely online. And then they're going to reevaluate situation. You know, what, what, you know, if we're still on the state monitoring list and all, and all that other shit. Alan, maybe do, do you know about this? Because I heard that, I guess, Santa Barbara is doing a quote unquote good job. Um, I heard that uh, some schools are able to file for kids to go back in person. Does uh, Mary Barron fall in that category or no? Yeah, so once the county is off the list, that's when you can apply for a waiver. Okay. Um, and so you got to have, I think, like a certain number of cases like per day for like a week or something like that. I don't know what exactly what it is, but mm-hmm. you got to hit certain parameters and then you can apply for a waiver, which would allow you to open up your school again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not what? sure if, if this school is planning to do that. Okay. What does that look like? What does that look like bringing those kids back? Are you, I mean, are, are we trying to have them all in masks? We're only going to bring half of the kids in and we're going to have, cause I, I heard before this, they were trying to do like in two groups, like according to your last name. That's what I heard at Rigetti. They were trying to do before they went completely to social distance or social learning. Yeah. Yeah. That was the plan here too. Kind of, um, I think only K through second weren't going to be required to wear masks because, you know, they're so little, like, Bro, that shit's off in like five minutes. You know, sure. Like, <laughs> so um, they're going to recommend it for the little ones, but it's not mandatory because they're so small. And then the third through eighth, we're going to be required to wear masks. And then they, they were going to social distance. They're going to have half the class size. And like, I don't know. I've seen some pictures of schools where like they got shields like all around the desk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how crazy they were going to get. And like sanitation wise, I don't know if like they were going to make like us sanitize the surfaces like every hour or something. I, I don't know. And that's another thing too, like who's providing the cleaning supplies and the masks? Like is the school right. going to provide us? Cause they don't even provide us fucking pencils. I saw something Damn. that, that uh, the 45th president was talking about that, uh, <laughs> 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 that uh, he was trying to make teachers an essential worker. So that means 
what, what what would that change? I mean, aren't you you're technically working right now? You're just working from home. What would be the difference by uh, making an essential worker? I don't know. I'm guessing maybe forces to go back in person. But that means the kids got to go back too. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Well, you have to assume what fifty percent of the parents aren't comfortable with their kids going back, or that can't. Let's say fifty, forty. I don't know, sixty, whatever it is. There has to yeah. be a huge percentage of parents that are not okay with their kids going back to school during this time, right? Yeah, no, exactly. There's, and that's the thing that's hard, too, because some parents don't want their kids to go back. Other kids, um, their parents are working already, so they're just like, well, fuck it. I'm either paying for childcare or the kids, you know, might as well be at school. I have, so, a, I have a girl at my work. Um, she has to do that starting tomorrow. She has to go at she has to basically like miss work from t- uh, time from work because she has to go back. She has to go at two o'clock in the morning to go to work, and then she has to get off at eight thirty so she can be there for her kids to be on Zoom. And she's p- potentially missing two hours of work when they could be at school where she doesn't have to worry about that stuff. And that's another problem that presents itself. So it's like fuck, you, you're not really. We can't win with either or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fucked up yeah. situation. Just like 2020, right? What do we say 2020 was? A big old kick in the balls? Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I I mean, oh, we forgot to mention, by the way, California is on fire right now, if we oh. forgot to mention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, how many fires do we have right now in California? I, I can't even, I don't even know where it's starting at, honestly, bro. I know it's in Northern California for sure. I just I see smoke outside. Crazy. <laughs> on thursday i woke up at like 6 30 in the morning my house smelled like somebody was barbecuing next door like that's how heavy the smoke was it smelled like someone was barbecuing next door bro it's like yeah it so heavy in the air that's fucking insane you kept checking your weather it just kept saying unhealthy air <laughs> what <does that> mean? <laughs> yeah it's just wild how it's uh masks are serving two purposes right now <laughs> yeah yeah i mean if you didn't want to wear the mask <laughs> for the COVID, <laughs> because you have a quote unquote breathing problem, I would assume that this smoke, you need to now put the mask on for your breathing <laughs> problem, right? I would assume so. I don't yeah. know. Man, somehow people are going to find a way to make the fire political. Like, yeah. no, the fire's democratically fucking involved. Like, fuck oh, this. Like, Wilson, the, drop the bombs. <laughs> the, the, the fumes are actually good for you at, at low rates. <laughs> You get 10 minutes of exposure. What? You ain't never been by a barbecue, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though. The fact that we're on fire, we've had a heat wave. Okay, we've had a heat wave. We're on fire. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and the election is coming up. Does Again, I've said this before. Does this not feel like the end? Fucking, pretty sure it feels like it, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was talking to Mike Beats. He uh, he uh, pit- he tagged us in some high noons that he bought, trying to you know, trying to get sponsored, baby. <laughs> hey, hey. But uh, yeah, bro, shout out to right. shout out to High Noon. Yeah, drinking it, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they always get me right. <laughs> no. no, but he like, dude, we for, it's a hundred and ten over there, like. It's hot, Plus the bro. fire and the humidity. What is it really? Like 140? Bro, that's nuts, dude. Yeah. That shit's nuts. I'm going to share a photo of um, the fires from space. Like, this is what it looks like from Cal- like a California looking down at California right now. The aliens are just watching us like, bro, these <laughs> fools are about to end it. Like, they yeah, don't have much yeah. longer. 
Yeah, like this is cal- like it just looks bad, bro. Damn. Fuck. Uh, they said that we have the worst quality in the world, I guess, uh, the, with the, the wildfires right now. So it's like, fuck, man. Fuck. So, what's next, guys? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We've already caught fire. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We've already gone through a couple shutdowns. I mean, we're still in the middle of our second shutdown. You know, flu season's around the corner, baby. Like <laughs> Yellowstone's volcano's going to erupt. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> they, they're saying that that erupts for like that it's pretty that's like, it yeah earthquake 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 that's what earthquake. yeah i mean oh by the way during these uh fires we've had power outages in the central oh, coast yeah, yeah. Been, i heard someone didn't have power bro from like nine in the morning to like 10 at night during, during the pandemic that's pandemic. boring as fuck <laughs> and, and and it's hot outside there's no fans. There's no AC. Oh, yeah. Bro. Shit, I didn't even think about that. Bro, I'm telling you, like, they are really testing us. <laughs> like, whoever's in control is really testing the situation, man. Yeah, it sucks because I'm at work. Um, we, we make products, and so it, a lot of it heavily involves, like, having the data system. Like, okay, we need to know, like, the product of the temperature. We need to know this. Mm-hmm. And even just for five seconds of a flicker, because we have a backup generator at work, Five seconds of a flicker fucked up the whole product, and I think we had to toss like thirty thousand, sixty thousand dollars of work, bro, just for five seconds of flicker. Fuck. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. So even just a flicker, bro, that fucks with a lot of people's fucking shit, dude. Like, That's what I'm saying, bro. Like my uh, while I was painting in my barbershop, my lights flickered, and I got I got scared. <laughs> I was like, oh, bro, it's gonna be a rough one. <laughs> Leave somebody half haircut, bro. I mean, uh, I paint what, job, bro. yeah. Like, bro, this is the new shit. People are only getting half of it done. You live the other side, go out. <laughs> You've heard of the mohawk. This is the side hop. That's just crazy, man. Like, no, but seriously though, what what should we be ready for? Like, what should we be in store for next, man? Nothing will surprise me at this point. Seriously, man. I think I said Thanksgiving aliens popping up with the, with the turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna pilgrim us, bro. That's how they're gonna weasel their way in. Anal probes for what? Whoa! <laughs> I thought you said you said they're gonna weasel your way in. That's why I, I meant picture, like bro. weasel their way in with society. They're oh oh my bad, my bad, man. Turkeys bad. for everybody. Fucking pow, 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 pow. Yeah, well, back to fucking what Alan said about the whole like his, his sister felt like uh, vaccine won't get me ready till next year. I heard like it's not gonna be ready till June next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I was figuring at least to earliest April. And how many people are not going to take the vaccine? Yeah. And how yeah. many people are going to refuse to take the vaccine? Yeah, the people are going to refuse it. And then who gets it first? You know, do we have the manufacturing power to even provide it that fast to so many what if, people? What if that first wave was bogus? Like, the, not the first wave, but the first dosages of vaccine mm-hmm. or have like some kind of everyone turns into some kind of demon child. I don't know, dude. Like, you grow a third arm or some shit. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, like, how effective is it going to be, right? Is it going to be, like, the flu shot? You're going to need it every fucking year? Or, like, what's it? How long is it going to last? You know, shit like that, that we're going to need to iron out, um, you know, when we get it. I know a huge percentage of people who would refuse the vaccine no matter what. So... 
I'm not even sure if that's going to really help the situation. I don't know. Yeah. And then what if it becomes like real political where like you have to take the vaccine to get hired type thing. And that's where it gets weird, bro. And then that's when, that's when I'm going to be like, well, what's really in there? Like, yeah, yeah, the cure, but what else? what else like yeah yeah what else though what what, them school don't they require some kids to get like their shots taken and stuff yeah 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 every kid's required to take certain shots for like are there any parents who refuse who you can refuse but you can't you you can't go to school i mean i guess uh, i imagine people can lie about it uh, if they Mm. really wanted to or provide fake documentation but I know, at least in California, like it's, you, you, you have to have your vaccines before, but you can't even go to school. Um, so you would assume nine nine percent nine high ninety percent of kids get vaccines. Yeah, yeah, I would. That means so. everyone who's a parent does it. So mm-hmm. why does it seem like the percentages are not going to be that high when it's up to adults? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's going to be like in the sixties. <laughs> yeah, no, it probably is. Um, this is why, yeah. It's it's crazy, bro. Like, like you say, a lot of people aren't gonna want to just just gonna refuse. They're just gonna mm-hmm. be like, nah, uh-uh. I don't even bro, wear a mask. Why would I do a vaccine? It's just let's like, be real. The government really let us or allowed us to question their what, trustworthiness during this yep. whole process, if not way before this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with this all, and then we're all just gonna blindly take whatever the fuck they shoot in my arm. I don't know, bro. Am I going to be addicted to meth after this? Like, I don't know what you're doing to yeah. me, bro. Like, I don't know what you're doing. And I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying. <laughs> my, my wife already said, like, she's she's trying to get in the nursing field. There's no way if that's the policy where you need to get vaccinated. There's no way she's not going to do it. So if she's right. not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Here's my arm. Fucking. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alan, with the whole, uh, we, we were talking beforehand uh, about like the curriculum of Mary Beren. Mm-hmm. Like, so I had a, I had a friend that messaged me, and she was very worried about like her kid. She's she's not from Guadalupe, so that's why she was kind of worried about. Oh, am I, is my kid getting the best education? Is like my kid gonna like like be like behind the kids because they're not going to let's say Santa Maria school or Orchid school or something? Um, can you speak on like the curriculum? Because she she asked me, she was like, "Oh, did you when you went to Baron Beren?" And I was like, "Dude, from what I remember, I mean." Fuck, I, I think I, I think I turned out okay. She's all asking. Me, she, she asked me like if this was like yesterday and shit. Like in the first grade, what was in the curriculum? <laughs> like seriously, I was like, you're really gonna ask me this? But I mean, the, from what I remember, I mean, the whole time like the teachers made me feel engaged. Um, I learned like what I could at the time, and I didn't feel behind at all. I think the only time that I, I uh, we go back to the the last time you had on the podcast is when. Going from Mackenzie to Regetti, you said one of the teachers was like, "Oh no, we don't we don't email the Guadalupe kids or we don't contact the Guadalupe kids," and that's the only concern that kind of came into my head when I was thinking about that when she messaged me. But yeah, I don't know. Is, is there anything you can touch on the curriculum? Do you feel like they're kind of like behind some some districts or? Yeah. Um. So right here in Guadalupe, it's uh, I wouldn't say they're behind at all. Um. Maybe they were, but everyone's following the Common Core standards um that the kind of that that we're given um by california and so you kind of just follow those standards and before it was more rigid so it was more like you got to teach this this and that and they've also changed like they're also more advanced than when it was when we were kids um so you're exposing kids to like pre-algebra and algebra in like fourth third fourth grade now um 
you know, kind of giving them, getting them ready earlier for like the harder subjects. So it is more rigorous than when we were even growing up. And I think just the curriculum itself, I would say is the issues. I think a lot of the teaching practices um, by older teachers um, are often not updated or, you know, they're just kind of stuck in their old ways and like, that's fine, but like, you should really update or really learn some new shit on how to teach your kids. Because how, can we guess like how old is a quote unquote older teacher? Sixties, seventies? Like, like how? Like roughly? Like give me a give me an age. I would say like fifties. Fifties? Okay, so an older teachers in the fifties. That means they've been teaching for what 20, 20 mm-hmm. something years at least. Yeah. So 20, about so twenty. So they started years. teaching in the early nineties. Yeah. About the early nineties to now. How so much shit changed? So much. Like if you got stuck in your ways in the early nineties, yeah, my brother, you are like <laughs> you are more than two decades behind. Because yeah. the progression in the last twenty years has been so crazy that mm-hmm. you fell behind five six decades. Yeah, like exactly, by, like by a lot. Like, yeah, and, and like an example of that is like a a lot of teachers just all they use is a textbook that they're given. See, so every. Every school subscribes to certain publishers for their literacy, so the English language arts and um, and a different publisher for their math uh, curriculum and like social studies and and or science, whether or not they have science. And so what happens is like each one has its each program has its different like strengths and advantages, you know, but a lot of it is just cookie cutter shit, you know, that's just like come out of a box and like it tries to be this one size fits all type of thing, but that's not really how learning works. You know, nobody learns the same, the same way at the same time. And so like what we know now is just like, for me, I don't want to just rely on some textbook, um, especially when we have like so much access to internet and other primary sources we can look at. So like, why would I want to show kids like a, like some bullshit on Christopher Columbus in a textbook when I could show them the letters Christopher Columbus is writing themselves where he's talking about, you know, he wanted to like enslave the the Indians, the indigenous folks here. You know what I mean? Like, no. like there's, there's a difference there. And um, it takes time to have to go reach that out and like do that extra work. But for me, it's the only way to do it because or else, you know, you just you're kind of bullshitting if you're just using the textbook. See, Alan, that's why it's fucking good to have people like you, bro, like, that are getting into teaching, man. Like, So are we saying that in the textbooks still, they paint Columbus as, like, some kind of hero? Or, yeah? Yeah, yeah pretty like, much, yeah. Like, he's an explorer. Like, do you, okay, uh, random prediction. Do you think that'll ever change? Like, 2050, 23,000, like, there, it'll change to where, like, Columbus will look at and I'm not saying he's not a hero. I'm saying in a more realistic way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't think so. Never? No, I don't think textbooks would, would do that. Joe. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so Alan, another, what the textbooks about, like, are, very, are very political as well. Son um, of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people, yeah, there's like state boards that control like what goes on there, uh, what language they want to change. Um, yeah. So, another, another prediction for both of you. I have a question. In 3020, when they look back at 2020, <laughs> how is Trump going to be looked at? 
And I'm not saying how you want him to get looked at. I'm saying realistically, if they dig up this podcast in a hundred years and they, <laughs> bro, did you hear predicted how they were going to portray the situation? What would be your guess? I'll let you go first, Alan. Um, you would, Pat. They'll probably, <laughs> <laughs> they'll probably, I would say they'll probably make him out to seem like he wasn't that bad. Um, Can we go as far as hero? I was gonna say hero, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel uh, yeah. like they're gonna they're gonna hype him up as just, like the, he re, rebuilt the the economy and stuff. Especially if he wins the the reelection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he wins the reelection and in three years time we're completely over this situation, Donald Trump single handedly handed every American a mask. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're gonna play yeah. them like that's, that. That's what I'm trying to say. In that is that's the ridiculousness in how. Columbus is seen now mm-hmm. to what he actually did then. Yeah. So I'm saying like that's only one thing that we've done. Our, I mean, me personally, I've that's done my true. research on. Mm-hmm. How much other stuff is just b- bullshit? Like this yeah, bullshit bro. that they feed us and we're expected to accept it as children. It's yep. literally like they're. Uh, I hate to use the word, but programming us as children. Mm-hmm. Like no, like, it is. It's, it's like a, what is it? Conditioning. Yeah. Condi- yeah. yeah you believe there this. You think this. White is good. Like, wait, wait, what? Hold on, hold on. Every white guy did everything good in his whole history book? Mm-hmm. That's it. There's one chapter in black history, and then Mexicans are nowhere to be seen. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> Fuck it. U.S. history. Okay. Whatever, dog. You know? I don't know, yeah. bro. We had we were in no position to argue when you're in the third grade. Yeah. Who's listening? They're just shutting you up. I remember. Trust me. I got shut up a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's a lot of teachers like that um, still that you can tell, like, the kids are, like, they hate their classes even at a young age. And, like, I can see it. Like, they just don't like the teachers. And the teachers think it's it's kids, you know, ironically enough. And it's just, like, you ever think maybe you're trash at teaching? Like, you ever consider that? Like. We're going to start blaming the listeners for not downloading enough. (laughs) (laughs) We do a great podcast. (laughs) Our shit don't stink, man. Our shit's great. Those dumbass listeners. Those dumbass listeners. They just don't get it. They don't get it. You're not telling a friend to listen to us? Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, oh, you want me to promote it? Oh, my gosh. Seriously? (laughs) Oh, yeah, Wait, so, it, it, Alan, how do you um have that balance then? Because you, obviously you don't want these little kids to be like, I guess, quote unquote, super woke and know about everything. But at the same time, you do want to like, where like the, the fucking whole class fucking over, over, um, overpowers you. And, you know, like you still want to be able to have some control and still like teach them both. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do you find that yeah. balance in between? I think first, I, I, I'm always like to, I always think education is about relationships. Mm. So, like, that's always been my main thing is, like, creating those relationships with my students where it's, like, a, a mutual respect type of thing. I don't – just because I'm their teacher, I don't expect you just to just go all in on whatever I say and or do. You know, it has to be kind of a – a relationship doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? You, and you want to teach these kids what that looks like even in a teacher-student dynamic. Like, I'm going to respect your thoughts and what you think, and I'm going to teach you a few things and maybe, you know – um, guide you towards towards that but I think letting kids you know have these conversations and like what it looks like and like you said like you don't want to just give them 
like, oh, hey, kids, first day, first grade, let's talk about racism. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not just like, you don't just dive all deep like that. Like, you start right. them off by like, hey, you know, let's talk about fairness. What is fair? What's not? Um, what does fairness look like? What does fair treatment look like? Um, do we see that? You know, how does that feel for you? You know, and have those kids kind of guide that conversation. We're not kids. But I, I want to ask, what is fairness? Is fairness and equality the same thing to you guys? Fairness um, and equality, like being treated equal and fairness, are they the same thing? They have the same meaning. They have the same thing to yeah. you? Yeah. I, I think they can, I think it depends how you define them. I think you can, um, I guess to me, it's kind of the same, I guess, but fairness is sometimes, equality means like equal playing field, but to me, fairness can sometimes mean like. Something different, right? Yeah, like, oh, somebody had a huge advantage, so or, like, to make it fair, like. In, in the in the teaching aspect, when they say fairness, like, if you give one student more attention, that might be fair, because mm-hmm. that teacher, I mean, I'm sorry, that student needs that extra yep. attention, and yeah. it's not equality. It's not Definitely. equality because the other student didn't need that help. Mm-hmm. You figured it out on your own. Yeah. That's not equality, but it's fair. So you think you still think they're the same thing? Because I, I can argue that they're not the same thing. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you're right in yeah. that sense. It's like, yeah, that is the um, the way, a good way to look at it is, yeah, fairness is giving kids what they need. And equality is more like just giving everyone the same thing. The same like basic rights, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? But yeah. fairness is different, I feel. Fairness is like, mm-hmm. I mean, we all, favoritism, like favoritism is a thing. To pretend it's not a thing, it's a thing. Yeah. Like, but, but fairness is where I feel like that argues um, favoritism. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, what, that's what the contrast of that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when you talk about the equality thing, I can't find anything for fairness, but I think of this one image that uh, I've seen on Instagram and I keep going back to it is that uh, I'm going to bring it up right now. Um, people aren't seeing the image right now. It's like basically there's two images. There's like what yep. there's three boxes in a picture. Mm. There's a tall person, a medium sized person, and then there's a smaller person. They both get one box, but then like in the right picture, it's a taller person doesn't get no boxes. The medium person gets one box, and the shortest person gets two boxes, so they all can see. Right. So, so I would say if you substitute the word justice for fair, is that the same thing, or what are we talking about? Because equality would mean everyone gets one box. That's not fair because the little dude can't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, like this is like um, this is more skewed, right? Like the. Well, that's that, but that's what equality technically means. Yeah, right? you, everyone yeah. gets the same thing. But everyone like, gets the same, but that doesn't make it fair. Yeah. So like the, the right side of it would be like that. That's equality because like that's, everyone can fucking see. Yeah, everyone you see can the see. Kids, you see that the kid needs another box, so you right. give them. So you box. give them the other box. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think you start them off with those types of conversations at a young age, and uh, you'd be surprised with what they can come up with and what they, um, <clears throat> as they get older, what kind of questions they even ask or, or talk about or want to talk about that their teachers often try to ignore um, because they don't want to make things political. But, I mean. I know. How do you walk that line in, in a classroom? Because you can't really lean one way or the other, right? You kind of got to walk down the middle. Yeah, yeah. You know, walk down the middle and just try to make it, you know, like, I always try to get to the bottom of why, you know, they have those thoughts or why they're thinking that way. Um, so, because even if it's something wild that they say, and I definitely don't agree with, I still want to know why they think that way and kind of where they got that from, just to kind of be aware of like, okay, like, this is your, your, your argument. This is where you're coming from. 
you know, and, and let me offer you a different perspective. Um, because some kids, yeah, they talk about politics just out of nowhere. And it's just <laughs> of, oh, shit. Like, I'm not going to ignore it. I'm not trying to be that teacher. It's just like, we don't talk about politics. So, like, it's not the time for that right now. Yeah. Right. Just like, you know, like, I could see him asking a question and then, like, all the other kids' faces are like, well, I know what he's going to say. Like, the teacher's going to say. <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah. Like, it's like you want to give those kids, like, as if their voice do matter. Like, they do matter and have mm -hmm. an actual meaning. And then also, like, it would be pretty hard, too, like how Joe said, walking that, that line. Like, you, you have to, like, tell them how it is, but don't also, like, keep your personal beliefs out of it. So you have mm -hmm. to, like, basically call it down, down the line, basically. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it's it can be tough, but... but for me, it's not too bad because, like, I just always refer back to, like, the the sources we're looking at, you know, like, my even my ideas, they're not original, you know what I mean? My thoughts and the facts aren't original. So, like, you know, I just try to show them the different perspectives that, that are offered and kind of make them question, like, hmm, why was it this in our textbook? You know, just a question, something to think about. Um and like that way they can start developing like critical thinking skills and being like, hmm, you know, really, really question shit. And uh, yeah. Alan, what's your solution to like having those teachers that are stuck in their ways? Like what's your solution to like have them, do they have to basically like, you have to basically like, fuck man, this dude's <laughs> still fucking here and he's still teaching or do you have to like, does it take a group effort to be like, hey, like this guy's like. Yeah, I mean, ideally, is what Joel said, you know, you just run them out of town. But, uh, but, but unfortunately, it's, it's not nearly that easy, like, especially if they got tenure, like, you pretty much have to, like, murder a child at that point to, like, Damn. to, like, get fired, bro. Like, it really is. You can really tell, good. bro. You can tell what teachers <laughs> got tenure, bro. Like, yep. they don't give a fuck no more. <laughs> Oh, I'm yep. sorry, kids. I'm late to class. Uh, I was running late. But I was actually uh, getting dicked down. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa! <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just fucking fucking up. This is extreme, I'm fucking around, dude. Hey. Uh, Brian, did you hear? All right, that's it. No, I'm just this is at work. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, bro. It's it, it's tough. Um, but you know, I think you can complain. To the principal i guess but i mean or try to talk to them you know that's what they te try to teach us in my classes is like try to talk to those teachers to try to get them out of their ignorant ways what okay i mean i tenure means in my eyes tenure means you can't get fired because of the amount of time you've been there yep but what is that really like what is it like is it is there a deeper meaning to it is there is there actually terminology where you do get fired if you do this like what what is it yeah, tenure is pretty much that. If you, a certain amount of time and like you hit their, their um, their objectives, the school's objectives when you got first hired. Roughly, what is that? You don't know. It's it per per teacher, or is it all the same? Yeah, it depends on the when you get hired and like what who the principal is. You know the kind of things that they want to take the direction that they want to take the school in, and um, you gotta make sure because they're also evaluating you. You know those first few years, so. They're looking at your teaching and, and kind of giving you feedback and, and telling you, you know, what you should or shouldn't be doing. And then when you get tenure, there's language in there that technically could get you fired. But like I said, you'd have to do some like grimy shit to like actually get fired. What's roughly like a tenure year? Ten years, five years, eight years? Uh, 
about five years. Five years, okay. Yeah. That's. I mean, if you look at that's still kind of short in like a teacher's like. I mean that. Yeah. 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 So it's hard to get teachers out once they've been kind of in. It's like. Could you accept the term? You had a bad class. Like, let's say you had five years, your first five years. Could you accept that you could say, like, one of those were just a bad class? Like, you can't put that on me. That was just a bad class. Do you accept <laughs> that term? Or, like, are you the type that would be like, nah, that was probably on me still? Uh, I personally wouldn't put it on. Like, that's a bad class. I understand it. What like, if it was, though, bro? You know, like, you had, like, yeah, seven, that's eight what I'm bad saying, like, like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I understand that, especially for, like, older kids. Like, I can imagine, like, if they're just wilding out. I also have to do a lot with class sizes, too, though. Like, you know, because a bad class, if you have, like, over 30 kids, fuck, that's going to be You're on your own, dude. Yeah. Like, bro, (laughs) like, you can't even get to know those kids at that point. You're not going to learn their names. (laughs) So it's hard to reach them, really reach every single one of them, especially the ones that might be acting out. But for me, I've noticed that, like, a lot of these kids from a young age, they get kind of labeled or pegged as, like, problematic. That's the kid. And it kind of that self-fulfilling prophecy in a, in a way. Like, those kids kind of live up to that. Like, oh, I'm supposed to get in trouble. I'm not supposed to know what's going on. Like, that's just the way school is. And they just kind of internalize it and kind of keep acting out like that. And like, I notice. And, like, once they have that in their mind, like, they don't want to, like, help help that children out or help that kid out anymore. Huh? Like, they basically just like, nah, fuck that, that kid. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, ah, uh, that kid's got... Like even Why even bother? Even because it's in the report on the student coming into your class, so mm-hmm. you you're prejudged before you get a. Maybe you changed over the summer. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Some <laughs> shit happened in your fucking yeah. household that you yeah, don't want to yeah. talk about. Exactly. What if you were going through a rough year and now all of a sudden you're the problematic kid the rest of your school career? Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why even when they tell me like this is a bad kid, this is a bad kid, I'm just like mm, we'll see about that. Like I don't. You know, there have been kids that, you know, get to you or get under your skin. But, like, I just don't see how people take it personally. Like, they're fucking kids, dog. Like, <laughs> no. like they're actually of... like they're 26 or and they've already, like, experienced life. Bro. Yeah. Like... like, I know, like, you're an adult and you're complaining about this. Like, <laughs> you're pretty much a grown-ass child. Like, like what? Like, well, why am started I? started it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just, like, don't take yourself personally. Because a lot of teachers get it. And that's that's a reason why I don't know why some people get into teaching. A lot of people have different intentions, um, or they say they have good intentions, but even those good intentions can lead out to like bad consequences because they're not really in it for the kids. They're out to make themselves feel better. You know, a lot of teachers are on some savior shit. Like I'm gonna work. Like for example, here in Guadalupe, a lot of teachers are like, oh, you know, I want to help these poor. I want to acculturate these poor kids. You know, these poor bastards over here. Like, you know, let, let, let me show them what, what culture is. Let, let me show them. Um, but like, in reality, like I'm sure y'all notice, like teachers don't even live here. Yeah. You know, what, what kind of message does that send to kids at a young age, right? Yeah. I'm right. Mm-hmm. At a young age, I was just like, wow, teachers don't live here. I guess it's not a good place to live at. You know, like, and so. They say, what's that What's that line? They say, love thy neighbor. But, like, these people aren't even willing to be our neighbors. Like, mm, that's just, right. That's, and so, like, I think a lot of people don't really love these kids. They kind of just want to be seen as, like, these saviors or, like, I'm a good person because I do this. Um, and I think that's the wrong reasons to go into teaching. 
You yeah. think like, okay, remember we talked about the whole, it was with you too, Alan. We talked about the whole, you come into being a cop with, with the best intentions. I was just going to fucking bring that yeah, up, bro. Well, well, bro, did you hear we've been doing this for 22 episodes? Oh, I was pretty much read our minds at this I point. I know. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> no, but uh, we talked about that. And it's just like, is it the same thing for teaching as far as you go in with the savior? And I'm not going to call it the complex, but a savior mentality. And then once you get like, like I said, quote unquote, two, three bad classes in a row, you're like, God, fuck them goddamn kids. <laughs> like, is it, is it that or do you just lose the fire? Do you, is, is the going in for being a savior just the wrong overall? You're not going to do that. Like, what, what is it? Yeah, I think going in as a savior is just uh, a wrong mentality that I have um, because it's just like, you know, especially people are like, oh, I want to give these kids a voice. And it's just like, they all have a voice. Like, it's just like nobody's <laughs> listening. You know, like, yeah. you, you ain't hearing. I'm like, you're not giving these kids a voice. Like, calm down. So I think a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people think of themselves very highly because they're teachers. And like, I'm just, and, I, and sometimes I'm just like, I've seen you teach. Like, like what's so special about you? Like, like you are um, word from word for the book. Like, <laughs> yeah, I could have um, done that, brother. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And like, once I start knowing like the, these uh, all these regulations and rules, even to become a teacher, like it's hard to even break into it um, because you got to pay so much fees. You don't get paid the whole way, um, and so like it's it brings a certain type of people around that are just like, I'm going to save these children. You know, like I've heard people say these in, in my classes, like I want to help low income kids and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, like, I don't know. It just feels weird for you to say that. Like that was, I was a low income kid. Like what, like right. what, like what were you trying to, like, are you going to give me money? Like, what, yeah, what, yeah, <laughs> like, like what, what, what change in my life are you going to bring to me? Um, supposedly right. when, when you're telling me that Columbus was a pilgrim. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of weird sometimes going in with that mentality, but I also see how people get burnt out in teaching. That's a real thing. You know, once you go into it, regardless of your intentions, like it can be easy to get burnt out. Like I said, you don't give you much time. You don't get much payment for your prep. You pretty much just pay for the time that you're with the kids. Um, but there's so much that goes behind that, that I could see people go all in, really all in. And by like year five or six, they're on fumes. Right around tenure. Dog, now we coast it. What's a normal teach? Uh, 20, 25 years you retire, or what is it? Yeah, yeah. So you do five good years, and then you coast for 20, bro. Yeah, a lot of people do. But and word for word from the book. Exactly. And or some of them were already kind of whatever to begin with and then they really mailed it in the last 20 years <laughs> yeah, but you ever see that fresh prince episode it was the coach teacher where he's like i don't know a lick outside this goddamn history book right here like <laughs> like bro like that's sad right i mean i don't know i haven't been to school in so long bro i don't know <laughs> but i remember it being kind of sad yeah, but yeah. My frustration point from as like still fucking going to, to Hancock, like I just hate the fact that they make you jump through so many hoops. Rather than like, I want to focus on kinesiology, but yet I had to take this history fucking class that I'm no longer like a fucking use once I get into my field. Like it just it's like almost discouraging to some people. Like, dude, like I just want to get into what I want to do. And yeah, that, yeah. The, the teaching education in the United States. You think is that's just, a money scheme. 
like a money. Oh, 100%, bro, 100%. I mean, if I, yeah, I was talking to Alan about, like, yeah, because I, I hit Alan up on, um, I was like, hey, like, are you done to do a Zoom call? Because I, I want to talk to him about school and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, like, like he, I think Alan told me, but he's like, yeah, like, have you even seen the, the, the fucking, my payment for school and shit? Like, yeah, it's fucking, like, it's, uh, what'd you say, Alan, did you say it was intimidating? Like, dude, it fucking sucks seeing the fucking payment. Yeah, bro, I'll bet the fucking loans I take out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's scary bro because i was so now like i'm still like kind of in the middle of like i want to finish but like dude like i'm still like i have like so much shit to fucking all these hoops i gotta jump through and then alan like told told me that his sister uh, is a guidance tech at hancock and he's like, he's like yeah you can you can like uh, hit her up and then you guys can do like a meeting um long story short from what i got from that it's like i i think we need those success stories like alan alan like Alan, you fucking, you fucking went to three different fucking schools. It took you how long, but you oh, still fucking, you still fucking years. graduated. Yeah, <laughs> man. And then like I was, because I was, I was getting discouraged because like, I was like, dude, I was, I was telling his sister, I'm like, dude, I, I feel like I was like, man, like it sucks going to school and seeing all these younger people and then seeing friends that are like end up graduating. She's like, so you know what? Like you just gotta like focus on you, and uh, you know you got you got your timeline. You, you'll finish it. You'll finish it. Just make sure you get quality grades and. It's just like, dude, I have like sixty-five-year-olds that are still going to freaking Hancock and, and taking one class at a time. And like, so like, there's no way that you can't be one of them too. Like, you just got to keep going at it. So I don't know. I think it's just important for like um, people to hear the success stories like that. Like, you can everyone think that the, the goal is gonna be like the straight line to fucking uh, here, but it's it's a yeah. fucking a linear path. Yeah. Yeah, they think it's it's a it's a it's a whole curvy roller coaster. I mean, even that's cool, bro. You got someone that was willing to help you and point you in the right direction and give you positive reinforcement. You could have went to a guidance tech that was like, you know what? Yeah, it's going to take you like six, seven more years, dog. You might want to just get a real job. I'm just no, that, 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 <laughs> okay, honestly, like, that, that, that's why I went to Allen yeah. because what, I mean, like uh, this other guidance tech t- uh, counselor I go to um, before I went to Allen's uh, sister, she she's she's from Guad too, but she kind of hinted at the fact she was like, yeah, like you're not getting any younger. Like maybe you, maybe you should get into firefighting. And I was like, uh, like I don't know. I still want to do this kinesiology thing. And she's like, oh, I mean, like you know, like once you're done with like your your degree, you're gonna be like 35, 30 or 37 or 36. I was like, fuck. I mean, like I was like, damn, that does seem intimidating. But at the same time, I was like, man, it's like firefighting really for me. So I was like, I I, I kind of researched it myself too, and. I don't know. The, I, I hate when people kind of like rub you the like not rub you the wrong way, but they kind of like hint you at something like maybe you was need that to a like, female. Was that a female? That yeah. Told you that? Yeah. She wanted to see you on the February, like the month of February, <laughs> firefighter edition on the calendar. <laughs> like the I told, host. I told him he was gonna make it. I told him it's yes. The host. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> had the potential. I seen it. I knew the fires were coming in twenty twenty. I told him to do it. I told him to do it. And at the time, I mean, like uh, I think from I think what firefighters go through, I think it's like a year of academy. And I was like, oh, it does seem cool. I mean, like it seems like it. I mean, I don't know. To me, it seems like a cop out. To me, I feel like you know, like it's hey, hey. No disrespect. No, 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 no. I mean, okay. Run towards the flame, okay, damn it. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like a, almost a, a easy way for myself to be like, okay, now that gives me an excuse to like not follow what I want to do. Not really, because you could technically be a firefighter and continue your degree, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. You would just be 37, 38 when you got your degree, Pat. And you've yeah. been making good money on the side. Well, whatever, dog. That's just me talking shit. Yeah, no, but- <laughs> don't listen to me. I'm a painter now. <laughs> I, but I, <laughs> I just always saw it like, like, oh, here, like this plan didn't work out. So here, try this one type of thing. I get it. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Because you, obviously in your heart, you want to do the kinesiology thing. Yeah. But she was throwing out options. 
but I but we do agree that it is cool that you got Alan's sister who was like super positive and just letting you know that you're still on the right track, you know. Yeah. Whether you whether you don't have the Amtrak that's going sixty miles an hour just flying by, but you're still <laughs> on the right track, like you're going in the right direction, dude. You know that's that's what's most important, really. Yeah. Yeah, bro, it's hard, man. Yeah, shout out to Alan, your sister, man. That was that was a really um yeah, they definitely like re- like I was hyped when I was like okay, like fuck, okay, I, I, like what she told me, like okay, I just gotta like stick to it. It got me like re-energized again. Okay, like let's fucking get on yeah. this ball rolling again. And, and she helped me out the whole way, bro. She helped me get back on my feet. Each time I was failing out uh, of these universities, kind of just like, what's the plan? You know, like always telling me like, what's the plan? What's your plan? What's next? And I'm just, I was like, fuck. Yeah, you're right. I gotta, I gotta do something. Yeah. Like, I gotta keep going, or I gotta think of something else. And uh, yeah, definitely shout out to her, uh, my sister Cynthia. She's helped me out a lot, bro. I would not be here without her either. Um, Alan, what, what were you thinking? Like, so how many schools was it that you went to? Uh, universities, about three of them. And then what? what <laughs> oh, actually, Cal Poly, Cal Poly would be my fourth. But yeah. what, what, okay, what about community <laughs> colleges as well? So add those two together. Uh, I went to three or four of them. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, so each time were you telling us like, okay, fuck, man, like, like, what was your mindset for through each one? Like, were you yeah, like, yes. so for the first time at Hancock, I was just like, political science, that's my thing. You know, I spoke on it last time. You know, and then I get to San Francisco, I start working in politics. Um, the guy I'm working for goes to prison. Uh, oh, he just got out though. The hey. got out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Lena Yi. <laughs> so um, that happened, and then I failed out. Um, but and that's when I went to community college in uh, Oakland, Laney College. Um, there was actually a last, the last you that episode. There was actually oh, shit. the same college that, that just happened. It was pretty cool. But um, there, that's when I actually became a kinesiology major. Um, because I was in the movement, I was in sports. I wanted to go into either teaching PE or being a, a PT. Um, so I got my shit back together. I was going out there to school in Berkeley City College, two community colleges out there. And then I transferred to Northridge. I came to Northridge and um, a bunch of different shit happened. You know, I got in a car accident, uh, fucked me up. I was out there on my own, like really on my own and like, it was hard to make ends meet, you know, while, while still going to school. And uh, I failed out of that. And then I came back home, the Hancock. And then that's when I was just like, fuck, I really, I was really lost after that second, yeah. second L I took at the Northridge. I was like, the confidence was shot. You know, honestly, I was just like in a depressive state. Like, Damn. I don't want to do shit, bro. Like, fuck school, you know, like, fuck everything. And then. Luckily, I got a, uh, my old boss at Hancock um, hit me up for a job um, working with the schools. And, like, she said it pays 20 bucks an hour. And I was like, I'm there. Like, you know, like, that's all I needed. I needed some motivation and some money. And so she gave me that opportunity. And, you know, I was working at schools again. And I was just like, you know what? The common theme here the whole time is, like, I've been working in schools and with students. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should become a teacher or like something like that with, with schools. Um, and then honestly, it was getting in those rooms. What gave me my confidence again is being in those classrooms, meeting other educators and being like, wait, you're a teacher? Like, you dog? Like, if you're here and you can do this, like, well, I know I can do this. So like, 
like i'm not even trying to talk shit like it's just like you're like yeah like you're not doing anything special but like and you don't you know you talk shit about these kids behind their backs like i'm definitely in it for better reasons than you are so yeah I think that, like, um, I think it goes back to what even Mike Beats is, um, we had that theme was, like, all you need is that little, like, that little sign of, like, okay, hey, I fucking belong here. Like, Joel, like, with mm-hmm. you, Barbershop, uh, Alan, you teaching me for bodybuilding, Mike with the, the beats, like, say, you know what? Hey, I can make a fucking fired-ass cut. Or, hey, like, I can really teach these kids fucking, or, hey, I can put myself to this fucking crazy-ass workout. I think it's just, you need that little sign, like, that's all you really need, right? Like, sometimes it's that little spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And it was that spark for me. Like, after that, I was just like, all right, boom, finished. I uh, got my shit back together at Hancock. And then I left out to CSU Stanislaus, way the fuck out, out there in Stockton. And um, I was there and I finished in a year and a half, an accelerated program, just busted my ass the whole time. And I finished, fuck, bro. And like, the whole teaching thing, the way I got into that is, I, was working in the summers with um, Chavez Family Farms, one, one of my homies out here. He's got a farm, and I'd help him out, like, selling at the farmer's markets. And I actually saw my second-grade teacher, Mrs. Bauer, at one of those. <laughs> and then she's just like, what have you been up to? And I was just like, I'm about to graduate in May. I was like, I'm thinking about teaching. And she just like, oh, really? And I was just like, yeah. What grades? And I was just like, I'm thinking elementary. And she's just like, well, you're just in luck because I'm the director of the program here at Cal Poly. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, and then I was just like, and she's just like, well, you know what? Just keep in touch, and you're pretty much in. I was just like, damn, that's what's up, dude. Damn, bro. Yeah, especially because I was worried about the GPA requirement because it's like a two point, it's a two point six, bro. And my college GPA, with all those years, it was a two point five, and I was just like, fuck, <laughs> bro. Like, you have to write like a statement of why you fucked up so bad, like, like in the like if you were to apply under the two point six requirement, so. Luckily, I was just like, all right, I know her. She's going to give me years, like, regardless. I'll be cool. I just got to finish strong. And I did. I actually finished my last semesters at um, at my CSU Stanislaus GPA is like a 3.9. And uh, the rest of my college before that was a 2.4. <laughs> so, hey, you know, step my game up. Okay, man. Like, I always like hearing stories like that just because, like, if, I mean, some way, like, some people can, like, relate to it in some sort of way, you know? Like. It's mm-hmm. not that straight path that everyone fucking pictures it to see, like... And... No, and I had a lot of help throughout the way, bro, too. Like, I don't want to make this seem like, oh, I did this shit on my own. I yeah. grinded on my own. Like, nah, bro. Like, I had a lot of help along the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I feel like... Fuck. We, we touched on a lot, man, but we still got to touch... We got to talk about some NBA, bro. Uh, I don't really feel like it, bro. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't need to talk about it more. I, I, nothing nothing special happened today. Luka. <laughs> uh, we could talk about like, the Lakers series and the fucking Miami series for sure. The Miami series I thought would be a little more competitive. Yeah. Miami's dominating. Yeah. Dominating. Dominating. No, next one. no one's talking about them in the East, but like I feel like them and the Raptors are going to be like uh, making a lot of noise. On to the next one. I want the Bucks. Let's get the Bucks. I'm, I'm willing to bet on Miami over the Bucks. Yeah. If someone wants to take that. Go ahead and hit me. <laughs> hey, hey, same here. Same here. <laughs> Bro, I, I think Miami could beat the Bucks. I don't think Giannis is as good in a seven game series as we think he is. Mm-hmm. In a seven game series, when you can lock on him only 
and try to make his other dudes beat you, yep. his yep. other dudes aren't good enough to beat you. Yeah. 100%, bro. Like, I don't trust Chris Middleton to hit a big bucket. Bledsoe <laughs> fell off. Yeah, Eric Bledsoe. Like, what? Kyle what Corbin to you? off the bench. Brooke Lopez. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. The Lopez twins? Yeah. yeah. Come on, like, I don't know, bro. Like, I remember when Harden was by himself. And he would dominate every regular season. And then mm-hmm. he would get to the playoffs and he would just not look the same. Houston looked like trash. Yeah. Yep. I think that's kind of what Milwaukee is right now. They're may- they might be a little bit better defensively. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's the same thing offensively for sure. Yeah. Like, I was, I was telling um, I, I was telling some of my friends, uh, I felt like, I feel like Miami might be like a, okay, not to put them on that level, but they're like almost like an East Coast Golden State Warriors because they, they got two snipers and Tyler Hero and um, Duncan. Duncan. Duncan those Robinson. Some, those are some bold statements there. Dude, uh, they're, they're, man, they're <laughs> fucking, they got a nice stroke, bro, and uh, Goran Dragic. To the, the best franchise of the decade? <laughs> I, oh. Well, I'm saying like they got snipers over there, and like not a lot of people are talking about Miami. Yeah, they got they do got snipers, but yeah, I, I, I don't know about you know using Splash Brothers in that same right. sense. Yeah, <laughs> long straight. What are you going to compare Draymond Green to Jimmy Butler? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to put some like some some hype into the East East Conference because like it doesn't it doesn't seem too much eat, like hype in the East Conference. Let's, let's continue our predictions. So Milwaukee beats Orlando, right? They're yeah. out. Miami beats Indiana. Miami, Milwaukee. I'm saying Miami wins that, right? Yep. Said, we, wait, so they, they get my, they'll get Milwaukee next? I'm 99 percent sure. Okay, yeah, I'm almost sure. Okay, too. yeah, okay. So the Miami, Miami's in the Eastern Conference Finals against who? Toronto. Celtics. Think so? I think the Celtics have a m- more scoring than Toronto. When it comes down to like, like if those games are close and they need buckets at the end of the game, Toronto, I mean, uh, Celtics just have more guys that can do it. That's true. That's how I but, feel about it. They had, they have more young Thundercats, dude. Yeah, but it, that Toronto Raptors though, that defense. Like, just, I, that's what I'm saying. If they go, they have options. Like you, like Toronto can lock down on. Like, bro, who 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 are you locking down on right now? Levert, like. <laughs> all right you know okay yeah yeah okay this is, this is like right got now. tatum brown kemba like bro you have three right there that are just mark you at any moment joe on, on the celtics like one last shot who would you give it to tatum you give it yeah. to Tatum. he has the mama mentality bro there's no question and yeah. then if you want you can give it to kemba too yeah kemba that's what i mean that like, they have the options i mean if you gave it to brown no one would argue with you Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I was telling you, like, there's something with Boston. Like, I don't know what it is. I think maybe like they're still kind of too young yet. I don't know. That's just that's just what I feel from them. You don't remember that they went to the Eastern Conference Finals or almost went to the Eastern Conference Finals, or they were there and they pushed LeBron to seven games without oh, yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, like, I remember that. Yeah. Cats and they were just going ham. Or was it without year. Kyrie? That was without Kyrie. Without With Kyrie. Tatum's rookie year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, bro, you're talking about young. That's his rookie year. They have mm-hmm. a couple more years of experience. There's no more traveling. These young Thundercats, I feel like, are at more of an advantage. Yeah, true. I just think they're maybe the, their big men are pretty weak, though. I feel like they don't really have a big man, like, at all. Like, Daniel okay, Tice. Panther just sucks dick. Okay, moving yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you think Toronto. Okay, so to, if you think Toronto. Toronto, Miami. Yep. You got, you got. Obviously, you have Miami. I got Miami. I think we can. I think we can win that one. 
if it's, it's a, if it's you guys versus Toronto, I think I would take Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, fuck. I, I don't know. T- Toronto's got that, that championship experience. Uh, it goes a long way, I feel like. That championship experience left to L.A. this year. I know. Half of it went to L.A., bro. Half of it went to L.A. But I, I guess, like, it, it lit a fire under uh, Kyle Lowry's ass. And, like, hey, like, I'm still fucking here, too. And, like, he, he yeah. I think what first game in the bubble against the, the Lakers, he balled out against the Lakers, I think. And, like, he was like, no, like, fuck you guys. Like, I'm that I, man, I'm here, too. He deserves his own trophy in Toronto. He hope he gets mm-hmm. one when he retires. That dude's been in Toronto forever. Yeah, yep. he, and he's like, and that it goes back to the last episode. Like, I, I value people who are just fucking loyal as fuck to their own organizations because it's not like it's it's hard to come by nowadays. Yep. Okay, let's go Western Conference. Okay, let's talk about Luca. No, the no, no. <laughs> we know. Go, go ahead, Pat. I, okay, I want to go too much on because me, me and Joel talked about it, but uh, well, I want to talk about other... minutes later. Luca's the greatest. I won. <laughs> Um, no, I want to talk about another subject that happened on uh, Friday, um, and they brought it up during the broadcast today, and I, I, I thought I was the only one that caught it, but I didn't look on social media, but Luca got into a scuffle with Morris, and then I think down at the other end, Montrez Harrell, like him and him get into something, and then Montrez Harrell, like, uh, runs back, and you, you, you he lips something like, oh, bro, at least I think what he thought he said. And then Montrez Harrell goes, white boy. yeah, he said pussy ass white boy, and I'm like, bro, like, you know we're in the middle of, like... Black Lives Matter and shit. You're gonna say really pussy ass white boy, like, dude. And then like Doc Doc Rivers fucking told him he's like, dog, like that's not what you do. So like before the game happened, they had to like fucking he had to squash it and shit. Yeah, that's big of him to be able to squash it like that. Yeah, but I I noticed I'm like, oh shit, like he really said that because I I was like, oh fuck, he's pussy ass white. Hey man, they're in the middle of war, okay? (laughs) Yeah, they're in the middle of battle, bro. Like words gonna be said. I agree. We just saw the last dance. You saw what Jordan was saying to people. He didn't apologize to no one. He took it personally. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Like, bro, like, like this is this is part of the the culture that we are officially in. We officially have to apologize for talking trash on the basketball court. Apparently, bro. Bro, I I had Izzy over here this week. We were playing 2K. You should have heard some of the shit we were saying back and forth to each other. (laughs) I love that dude, bro. (laughs) Uh, Like, you know what I mean? Like, bro, like, it's we're just competitive. It's it's in the game, bro. Like, like, yeah, heated. Yeah. What if they start censoring football? Like, come on, man. But I think it's just a fact that he, I I think it was if anything else, but the fact I think he brought like white up, that's why I feel like, because like, they're in the middle of the whole black, like that Black Lives Matter on the fucking court, you know? All right. As bad as this is going to sound, in my eyes, he's not even white, white. Like, he a different kind of white. Like, <laughs> he's not from here. He's not from here. He's really European. Like, <laughs> yeah. Alan, before before uh, we brought you on, I was, um, I was telling him about the fucking stats of a uh, quote unquote uh, playoff P. <laughs> <laughs> so his first game was uh, three for 14, three for 16. Four for seventeen, and then today he shot three of fourteen. Uh, Paul George did. That was four games, and like the percentage on that, I'm pretty sure it's like twenty percent. Like, dude, like he calls himself playoff P, and I mean, this guy claimed he grew up a Clippers fan. Like, who who's proud of that, bro? Like, <laughs> who was his favorite player? Darius Miles, Sam like, Cassell, what? <laughs> Sam Cassell. <laughs> 
Uh, honestly, let's be real. I'm disrespecting. A real Clipper fan knows who Alton Brand is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or or what about a? Uh, no, he's not that good. Uh, Chris Kamen. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, he was solid, bro. I'm done by Shaq four times a year, but whatever, dude. Whatever. <laughs> All right, you know, enough of the Mavs, Joel. Joel, what about your series with the, the Lakers, you know, and then the Blazers? Uh, you know, it started off rocky, not going to lie. <laughs> we hadn't been in the playoffs. You know, all the Laker fans were hype, and game one, we lay an egg. <laughs> hard to watch, dude. Um, but we redeemed ourselves with a the, with the blowout, and then in game three, we came in strong. AD figured it out, like, in the third quarter that no one on the court can guard him. Like, what are you <laughs> yeah. doing out there? What are you doing out there? <laughs> Like, dude, you ever been mad at someone for being, like, under-aggressive? Like, dude, yep. like, bro, get your ass in there. When, like, yeah, when I watch on, Anthony dude. Davis, yep. Bro, like, literally no one can guard him on the court. One-on-one, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No one can guard him. I get that with Porzingis sometimes where it's like, dude, like, don't shoot all these fucking jumpers, bro. Like, dude, use your fucking height. Like, what, it's and just. At the same time, like, Porzingis can rise up at any time. I actually saw, I had the privilege of watching him live once yeah. in the Laker game. Seeing him live, it's unfair. He could literally rise up at any point, and no one on the court can block his shot. So yeah. it's like he can shoot whenever he wants. That's, yeah. a, that's an incredible skill. But that's the same for Anthony. Anthony Davis is pretty tall too, right? Bro, but I'm telling you, I've seen it live. Like He just rises up, and no one can contest as high as that ball is. You can put your hand in his face, but yeah. where the rim is. Yeah, what's that? What, what's that line? You you can't teach what seven four or however however tall he is. Oh, tall. You can't teach that, bro. Yeah. But what about? Okay, we know we're gonna win that series. You know, this is moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Rockets and Thunder. Did the, I'm not mistaken, or did the Thunder win last night? The Thunder got a game. They got. So it's two one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who wins the next game? Man, I, I think the Rockets. Yeah, Rockets. Well, I, what was wrong with Westbrook? I didn't even know what uh, he was out for. Brain or something? Yeah. Oh, shit. His knee, I think. If Westbrook plays, then for sure, yeah. But, I mean, if, if he's out again, then I think uh, Thunder can get another one. So, prediction, probably the winner would be the Rockets? Yeah. Yeah. So, Rockets-Lakers, predictions. Is it Rockets-Lakers? I think it would be Matt, or it, depending on the, the Mavs one. Um, according to the little, you know, little playoff layout. Well, because because Lakers would get the lowest seed and the the Mavs would be the lowest seed. That'd See, be sad. I thought I thought that too, but then I thought when they put the bracket out, that's just what the bracket is. Fuck, I don't know. I've got it all confused. I thought I thought what you said too. I used to always think that, and then I remember I think they changed it recently or something. Oh damn! What is all this fucking bull? If I don't know if y'all can see this, this is the bracket. <laughs> yeah. So, the bracket, right. so I would believe the Rockets would play the Lakers, and then the mm-hmm. Mavs would play the. I'm rooting for the Mavs. <laughs> and the Mavs play would play the winner of uh, Nuggets and Utah. Yeah, dude. And think, oh man, look. I don't want to the winner of either of those teams. If you guys get past the Clippers and and Luca's healthy, you guys could be either of those teams. Yeah. Yep. Easy. And then what you don't want to see, baby? I want to see it. I want to <laughs> see it. Fucking nation in the Western Conference. I want us. I want all the smoke. Yeah. I want all the liquor fans to come out if we to get that series. We need to take a picture when we're done with this. We all have our little NBA gear on. Yeah, uh, yeah. And what if like the out of the four teams left, these are the three? <gasps> Bro, did, did you hear? Bro, did you hear? Bro, I'll take all the credit in the world. We need to date the picture and everything. Yeah, <laughs> for real. No. Yeah. Okay. So. Utah just smacked Denver twice, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Who you think Utah's finishing that series? You think Denver about to come back? What's going on? Oh man, I don't know. I think this. I don't know. I think they might go to seven, um, but I think the Jazz probably pulled it out. Donovan's just playing out his mind, though, man. Like, fuck. The spider. <laughs> he had a monster game, like, the last game. I didn't know. Well, he put it, like, 40 or 50 or some shit. Yeah. Something like that. He's been balling. But I think either of them will get ran by Mavs Clippers, though. Right. So, it'd be Mavs Clippers versus the Lakers? Or who you guys got? Lakers Rockets. You guys no one said anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'll take the Lakers. Even though I, I think the Rockets will give him some trouble, but they'll give him trouble. Yeah, but I think that just, small ball, like for whatever reason, it causes fucking problems for some people, huh? Bro, just on a small ball, we just move Anthony Davis to the five. Yeah, we well, well I mean, like the rock, the Rockets version, like for, no, no, I know. I'm yeah. saying like our version is we we're gonna move, and then if they want to get real serious about it, we put LeBron at the five and we just fuck him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Bro, you put LeBron at the five and you put all the guards out there. Bro, that's you true. You guard LeBron like you guard Giannis. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck. And LeBron yeah. can shoot better than Giannis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking Giannis trying to fucking shoot a three. It's like, oh, he's, is he going to make it? Is he yeah, going to? No, it's yeah, like, that... is he going to touch the rim? We don't know. <laughs> Dude. Fuck, we, we didn't talk about this, but I mean, like, we were running pretty close on the hour 45. But uh, to wrap everything up, it's a, uh, you know, it's Kobe's birthday today. Um, tomorrow, hey. I think o- o- Orange County, they're making it a, a Mama, Mama Day, Day tomorrow. Mama Day, um, 24, yep. They're releasing some shoes. They're releasing some jerseys, I believe, on Nike. Are, are you going to get any of those, George? I am going to fight online like the rest of everyone else and hope I get something. <laughs> I hope I get something. <laughs> um, what, what I was going at is, uh, like, do you guys like a favorite moment? Like, one moment fucking uh, Kobe just like. I yeah. know there's a lot to pick from, but, I mean, is there something that that's kind of stands out to you? Yeah, I guess. I'll, go ahead. Oh, I, I'll go first. Um, it's a bad moment, but it's the one I'll just never forget. It was that game winner he hit over Dwayne Wade, bro. I still remember that. Was that, that, was that, that, that was, Christmas yeah. Day? I don't think it was Christmas. I think it was near near December, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like but, a running one-legged backboard bank. Yep. Like, that shit was hard. I was so pissed, bro, but I was just like, well, if anyone's going to do that, like, it's got to be Kobe, like. You know, and that I'll never forget because I, I was so pissed. I had money on that game, and like <laughs> Kobe, just, Kobe just took it. He's just a fucking killer. Like, damn, I can't pick just one moment. It selfishly, like the most impact he had on me was that documentary he put out, though, The Muse. Yeah, because the I don't know when it came out, but when the first time I watched it was right around the time I had. I don't know if it was my first or my second knee surgery. And most of that center is around his Achilles surgery. So it really connected with me, bro. And, like, that, like, stuck with me. Probably will stuck will stick with me forever. And I can't pick just one basketball moment because I've been watching it my whole life. And it's just, yeah. I don't know, that one time he put his balls in fucking Dwight Howard's face. That was pretty <laughs> incredible. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, the one for me, I feel like I got – Fuck out. I'm, I'm fucking breaking my rule. I was gonna pick two because so one of them I was gonna do um the title run that he got he had with Pal Gasol because he that was him trying to prove it that he could do without Shaq. Mm-hmm. And so like he they what they get they get clapped by the Celtics in two thousand eight or nine. 
and then he comes back the next season and fucking gets revenge. So I thought that was pretty dope. And then honestly, the fucking the, the last game, me, 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 Joel, and yeah. Omar watched it together. Like we were at Cool Hand Luke's, and then we we went to I think we took, went to Santa Maria Brew. Yeah, we, we were watching, bro. It was just. It was unreal, man. Like, it was just like we were at the game. Like, we were, we were tailgating somewhere. Like, everyone was just going ham. And then you have the fucking, the Golden State Warriors going for the fucking, whoop, like, the, the fucking record of... Uh, they, they had that on an iPad in the kitchen. And it, <laughs> <laughs> they had their TV. It was on Kobe fucking going for 61. That shit was incredible, dude. Can we, can we talk about the first half? Like, everyone's like, damn, this dude's really going to stink it up in his last game, bro. Like, bro, shooting air balls. It was ugly. The first quarter, he was, like, 0 for, like, 7 or something. I was like, oh, shit. This is not Kobe going to go out? No. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Mamba motherfucking mentality. Yep. Yeah, I remember that game too. It's probably my second most memorable too, because I was living in that was when I was in Northridge, so I was mm. like, you know, out in SoCal, and like that's when I first saw how much people in LA and SoCal love Kobe Bryant, bro. Like, we got there an hour early at Buffalo Wild Wings to be with my roommate, and like. It was packed. Like, you couldn't get in. And, like, after the game, it was like a championship parade had just happened. Like, everyone was in the streets, drunk, like, just partying, like, celebrating his last game. It was crazy. What? Before we go, Pat, I know we're about to go right now. Real quick, what does Mamba mentality mean to you guys? Damn. We'll we'll let the guests go first. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. That's two times, Pat. (laughs) Okay, fuck. I'll I'll go with it. Um, It's just just going past adversity, like the, the point that you think that you're about to break, whether it's mentally or like physically, um, you always have that threshold that you can keep going and uh, get the goal done and just keep your eyes on the prize type of thing. And yeah, just overcome adversity at all, at all costs and lear- learn learn the game inside and outside of whatever it is you're doing and be the best fucking person, what it is, like whether it's barbering, teaching, bodybuilding, just try to be that best person in that field. Yeah, for me, similar. It's just kind of like just taking your craft and, and what you do in life just serious, you know, whatever you're passionate about. And just, you know, something for me, my mentality is just like, why not go hard Brody? all the time? Mm, like that. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Well, like, why not go all hard each and every single time? If it's what you really love, it's what you're really passionate about, like, why are you leaving shit on the table for? Damn. You know, that, that. That's kind of like the way I, I see mama mentality. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Mr. Uh, Brown Mama himself. Oh. JN24. <laughs> Tell me I got my juice gone right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah. To me, the mama mentality just is like that winning mentality of like, just do better. Whatever you're doing, do better. Oh, you think you're doing good? Do better. Like you think like you're you're a good friend, be a better friend. You think you're a good husband, be a better husband. Like it's just better, better, better. And that's that whole not getting comfortable shit. And that's to me, that's what mama mentality means. Like don't ever get comfortable. Just know you gotta keep getting better. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I feel like that's a solid way to end it right there. So what do you think, Joe? Solid. solid. Bruh. Wait, wait, wait. Alex? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Alex. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Fuck you, Alex. <laughs> That's right. You didn't even have to ask. Oh, bro. You thought you stuck out the episode. You thought we weren't going to say it. Bro, he tagged me in a bunch of wrestling shit. Fuck you, Alex. <laughs> bro, did you hear? Bro, did you hear? Bro, did you hear?
Alright guys, well there you guys have it. That was episode twenty two of Bro Did You Hear with our boy Alan. Yeah, man. He came through with the facts on the school and everything. That, that was nice. Yeah. I learned a lot. I'm glad I'm not there no more. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was really important to hear like his journey and shit. Like, man. No, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, it was just glad to hear another kid from Guadalupe that made it. Because at the end of the day, we're just a bunch of kids. Right, Pat? Yeah, we just some motherfucking kids. And yeah, hell yeah. The playoffs well, are lit right now. And whew, what a time. Hopefully by next episode, California is less on fire. Bruh, did you hear? <laughs> All right, guys, and not, don't forget to like and subscribe our stuff. Leave us reviews if you enjoyed the podcast. Yeah, and if you really want to support, if you click on that description below, if you can go on Instacart and get free shipping on $35 or more, that would be great for me and you. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and do it. Fuck. <laughs>